it's a very windy, rainy, cold, extremely extra cold day in the van. So cold that I have to, uh, or I had to allow condensation to build up more than, uh, more than I would like. Um, it's just, it's interesting, but I understand, I don't know, Alberta's cold. I think Ontario had its cold spell. It seems to be moving around. Yukon is cold. It's, you know, it's close to zero degrees. I think it's two degrees or something. I don't understand this stuff about, oh, it's two degrees, but it feels like zero. Um, and what I mean by don't understand is there's enough confusion out there without having the weather ne- network tell us how we feel <laughs> or how it feels. I don't know. Just give me the temperature already. Let's call it done. And let's give me the real temperature. And let's give us the real temperatures across the globe, not just the hot ones. Let's also look at the cold ones. Okay, so uh, this recording is about three, I think it's at least three anyway, healing sessions that I've done over the last few days where I'm seeing the same thing. I'm seeing water, which is to me consciousness, flowing through the uh, those who uh, requested healing or um, who I've sent healing to. And I'm unable to put energy into them. And I, at first it, it kind of caught me off guard. I hadn't seen this before. It was yesterday and then a couple today. So something has changed and I'll, I'll give you a perspective. I think... Light work. Okay, first of all, I felt like I'm at the end of this journey. There's nowhere to go except to essentially release any fear that comes up. I also realized that it wouldn't have been in, it wouldn't have been be- it would have been beautiful had I been able to take this journey and not fall into incredible sort of periods of fear, the purging. In other words, just to be able to let it go, enjoy the journey, travel, know everything's going to be okay. And I tried really tried to be able to do that. Um, but then I realized it's impossible that the actual facing of fear is how we release it. So the scenarios we're in, the situations that we experience, the triggers that come along are necessary in order to release past life fears, in order to lighten our load as we move towards what's coming, uh, what we're going through right now and the intensity of what's coming. So I had to. Uh, I had to experience that fear. So I've made the most of the journey. That was, you know, I always think about hindsight. You know, what will I think of this journey in hindsight? Will this be a journey that I feel um, was successful, the most successful? Did I get to its highest potential? And all we can do is the best we can. But with regard to, you know, how much fear I felt, yes, I, I believe that this is the highest potential because um, it was faced, it was felt, and there was no way not to feel it. So, anyway, uh, I'm bringing that up because I believe that, uh, it wasn't that long ago, and I did a recording about purging, and I felt the deep fear, the trigger of being told to leave where there's nowhere to go, you know, like where there's nowhere to go. Although, uh, you know, with a clearer mind, I would find a place to go. I would start... uh, I would start playing the game, you know what I mean, of, of uh, moving around in such a way that I was 
uh, within the rules and still able to navigate a little bit and stay. Uh, I mean, what the hell else are you going to do? You know what I mean? You can give somebody a billion tickets. It doesn't mean I'm going to pay them. It doesn't mean I can go anywhere else. I'm stuck uh, with the rules that have been created by the Canadian government in what's going on. So I can only exist. I can't hover the van in the middle of the air. So the what I'm taking from this is that the light workers who are awake are at the end of the journey for this leg of the journey, for this stage, for this transition coming into the storm of chaos, which might be a veritable, real, hardcore storm in a in every way, shape, and form, from the actual definition of a real storm, uh, you know, as far as uh, weather goes, to the uh, sort of chaos and craziness um, that comes when you're in a kind of a hurricane and, or a bunch of tornadoes or whatever it is, or just the upset of everything. So, yeah. I think the lightworkers are at the end. If there is more fear, more purging to face, it's just the ongoing process of expansion of consciousness through experience. But as far as this part goes, I think that's what's going on. We ha- It seems as though we've been, we have anchored in but we're not attached to it. I feel like I'm not attached to anything. I'm I'm nowhere and I'm everywhere. I was just writing this. I just seemed, you know, when I was younger, all I wanted freedom. Freedom was, and I'm taking a tangent here, but I wanted freedom. Uh, freedom is, freedom was my focus. So I was very entrepreneurial and I was like, I remember at the age of four, basically, I, I, I knew the direction I wanted to head into. It was entrepreneurial from that age. So obviously past life memories kicking in early and I pursued freedom because freedom as I'm told first of all on this journey where I'm heading is home and I've mentioned it different times and I wasn't sure exactly what that meant home to the heart home to another planet uh home you know just do the work here and you know kick off and head off into the into the higher dimensional uh frequencies of the afterlife whatever the hell it is home was not where I was but now I've understood that home is freedom in which case as Dean and I were talking, saying, you know, we've never really felt home at home in a home, in a traditional home. We felt at home kind of in a van. We'd feel at home kind of in a boat. We'd feel at home. And here's the thing, what I'm getting at. Home seems to be a state of peace and harmony within, aligned to who we are, aligned to our our inner truth. And so home is freedom. It is being able to do what we want to do when we want to do it. Um, in a way that's aligned with the benefit or the, you know, the, the uh, benefit progress and highest potential of the whole. So this goes into or uh, speaks to the, when I was asked the question, what do you want by a higher self or sort of a spiritual voice? And it took me you know, a year to answer it because I, I knew it was a very serious question. Or I knew my answer was going to have a very serious impact. It was uh, making a very conscious, free choice and then affirming it out loud. And in the end, I realized that I couldn't answer the question. I said, I want to know everything I need to know to answer the question. And then after a year of hardcore awakening, insights, epiphanies, and spiritual awareness, and vibing up into higher states of conscious awareness, I was able to answer the question, or at least I answered it, by saying I want to be in harmony with whatever it is that I do, because I know that that is going to change uh, all the time. And that is what I mean by freedom. Freedom is a state of flow, of not being afraid to be in that state of flow, the state of unknowingness, the state of change, 
because it's a constant state of change where we're headed. What this new paradigm is all about is freedom. It's home. It's authenticity and um, inner truth. And we can only navigate it by intuition and not being afraid to be in a constant state of change. And so lightworkers have come to this point at the end of the road of linear reality, slave mentality, um, fear, illusions of fear, limitation, giving our power away to a reality that seems to reflect a lot of limitations and um, fear. So we've come to the end of that. We purged and vibed up and we've come to understand that something very profound is happening and here we stand at the gates of change and the storm of which the stage has been set by uh, this lockdown. So the last three healings have shown me that we seem to be channeling consciousness, like I've said, spiritual energy, consciousness, love, water, the water of love, the water of life, wherever it is that we are. And where we are is not necessarily any place that we feel we must be or need to be or that we're locked into. It seems a lot of us have disengaged from everything, including the past, disengaged or released fear. Maybe there's other deeper layers of it. I get that. But we're ready for this particular stage. And we, so this flow of, of energy is coming through us and into, like portals of light, flowing into the world, into the collective consciousness for whatever is going to happen. I think a lot of us feel it. We feel like there's nothing more to do, but there's nothing to be afraid of for the for the fact or uh, for having to face this nowhere to go, this sort of next thing. It seems completely unknown, as though we're just waiting for the storm to go boom. That's where I'm at. Uh, you know, and I drew a sketch about waiting. Waiting's not a state of being that I, that I think I want to be in because it creates... The frequency of waiting and so I'm not really waiting but I am waiting because something is about to happen and we are ready for it and I don't know that a healer can really do a lot of healing for anybody else right now I think we have locked into at least in this in this uh, scenario I mean there's people who are sick there's people who are dealing with different issues and they can be helped in that sense but for those who have who are look you know who are so how do I put this? For those who have worked or completed sort of this sort of inner work uh, to the best of their ability, it seems we're locked into position, is what I'm saying. That there is nothing more. I, it, I, it's just a weird thing to say because there's always something to do, but right now I'm not so sure there is. There doesn't seem to be anything more that one can do for another. It seems everybody has made their choice, potentially as of yesterday. Um, it seems the divergence is sitting exactly where it is. I don't know that it, who knows? I don't know that it gets any more polarized, is what I'm saying. Or maybe just more specifically, I don't know that we, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm thinking of the positive polarity or whatever. I, I don't think there's much more to wait for, and there's not much more that's going to change. I think this is it. Um, and I sat for quite a while uh, with these particular um, healing sessions, and I just could not 
the only time energy would come forward, come through me in a very hardcore chills kind of way, was when I said to Adina, because she was doing the healing sessions with me and she got the same sort of uh, feedback, but it was when I said to Adina, I think I think everybody's locked into position and we can't influence each other anymore. I think you feel it, I feel it anyway. You could sit there and tell a billion stories to somebody about um, the truth of what's really out there and nobody's going to hear it. They're not going to be influenced. Everybody is bought into the truth, is locked into it. I felt this building up more and more and more, but I think we've actually hit it for whatever that means. Anyway, so the healing sessions that I did do, uh, I didn't... uh, I didn't get anything negative back. I didn't get any energetic distortions. I didn't get any need, uh, sense for a need to heal. Uh, just to sit in the energy of the person that I'm sending, you know, trying to send energy to, is just to sit with them in my own balanced state. That was it. And as I did that, I saw the flow of water coming through. And as I would drift to try to make something happen, um, somehow I got nudged back to sit, and then the water was flowing. And, it, and at first, my my Thoughts were, well, okay, the old energy is flowing out and and there's no blockages and it's just different. I've never seen this before. But I think really what's happening is that uh, it's a flow of consciousness, love, energy pouring through portals that are here, the light workers that are here. Um, and so you may find yourself really not in that much resistance. You might find yourself um, intrigued by the stories that are out there, the... Uh, revelations of truth or the unveiling of corruption but not really emotionally attached to it at all Um, you might be sort of excited for the storm to come you might whatever it is it's just kind of a detached eye of the storm state of being and you are fully operational in that sense of uh, bringing in the energy that I suspect is probably the energy that um, really sparks everything up because reality is a reflection of collective consciousness and if some portion of collective consciousness is pouring in a high vibrational spiritual energy or consciousness or love then you're going to see um you know that i guess to me that would add up to why we would see a big split a big change a storm as uh, the energy just becomes too intense to uh, hang out together Something along those lines. Anyway, I thought I'd do a recording. Um, that's just my perspective. I don't know what other healers are getting, but it's certainly uh, that's what I'm getting. Um, you can probably hear the rain outside. It's just a weird day because I know that you know all around us, the weather seems to be good. It's supposed to be 20 degrees to the right, 20 degrees to the left of <laughs> of uh, Alberta, kind of thing. Uh, or somewhere like that, or 19 degrees or something, you know, summertime. But here we are in between B.C. and Saskatchewan. I don't know, what, 18, 15 degrees cooler? A little narrow strip, longitudinal weather patterns from Yukon down. Who knows what's south of us? I don't know. Was there anything else that was going on out there? Um, There was uh, another neat website. It's funny, these not website, but YouTube channel. Another YouTube channel. There was the leak channel that just came out about um, Biden, the Biden tapes. There's the uh, uh, the Bill, and there's a Bill, or not a Bill Gates, the Mirror Project. I'll put a link to the Mirror Project. I find it interesting. Who knows? Uh, 
Yeah, I mean these these are uh, channels that um, will facilitate the transparency in 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 um, communities. So I think I mentioned before I, where I felt there's going to be such an explosion of change that you know we probably don't need to worry about analyzing how to uh, you know how to establish countermeasures against uh, corruption. I think it's you know it's all been exposing itself, but. Um, it doesn't mean that we don't need systems that uh, allow communities to share information that isn't going to be censored. And good news, because we're starting to understand the physics of consciousness and the power of focusing on the positive. That's why we've disconnected from so many things. We had to focus on the positive, and we had to change our core frequency in order to do that. And in order to change core frequencies, we had to go deep in ways that were um, confusing and, and uh, uh, complicated in a sense. I mean, learning about the dark night of the soul, what was it? It certainly put a lot of things into perspective. But to release the fears and anger, anguish, all that stuff from past lifetimes, um, wow, it certainly was one hell of a journey. It still is. Who would have thought that was what was going on but I can tell you you know it was it was about 2012 and uh, 13 where I I just thought man I'm in trouble because the people around me can't relate to what it is I'm going through and it was very intense and I wasn't sure how to hold it together um, hold it together to look sane to to function in the work I was doing to carry on like life was sort of you know not crazy and uh, but to be able to go back and reflect upon it all and to a couple of those people well one of the people at the time who couldn't relate did begin to relate towards you know the time they were dying because when you start to die um, the frequency of consciousness changes so that you can get a perspective of a higher truth before you go. It's interesting. Uh, in other words, what you might call the veil comes up and you can actually begin to see the truth where you couldn't see it before. And then again, once you pass uh, out of the, out of the uh, physical frequencies of consciousness, or physical reality into the higher vibrational, multidimensional state of awareness that is the afterlife then you can you know you really begin to release it all so that you can balance you hold the wisdom and the knowledge of everything that happened but you release everything else because it's uh it's a frequency they can't sustain or hold the negative or lower vibrational frequencies so you heal very quickly i guess it takes about a few days to go through the process you uh take that wisdom the knowledge and the experience with you and uh, leave everything else behind. Then come on back in with a new plan to learn more. It's interesting. Uh, you know, it's interesting as watching the the Mirror Project, Bill Gates thing, and I'll put a link up to it. It's the last video that came up today. And I was thinking, I wonder, and I put a comment there, a big comment, but I wonder, um, I wonder if somebody like Bill Gates, who sort of got all caught up what he got caught up in because I mean he's investing in Bear and Monsanto and you know the, all the other crap what would happen if somebody like that decided or somehow snapped out of it 
something tweaked him and he realized, holy shit. The only next best move is to lay it on the line, is to stand up for what I believe in, um, disclose what I understand, what I know, and give everything I can possibly give back to humanity because of what I now understand to be true. Could that happen? Because, I mean, if things like that could happen, you could see a massive shift, a massive change that would allow a lot more people to uh, to come forward with us. Because, I mean, for as much crap and horror that some of these people did, I'm so detached now that if they just stopped doing it and started to, uh, you know, even, I don't give a rat's ass if people thought they were the hero at this point. If they just stopped doing it and they came to the table and did everything they could uh, to shed light on the corruption and to sort of make up for it to the best of their ability. Um, you know, I mean, it would, it, I would be fine with that. It would be nice to see that. Because, and I think what sparked it was not that Tesla or Elon Musk was was uh, into corruption or anything like that, but I mean, at least he finally stood up. Because when you stand up against, uh, you, you know, politically, you, you can te- you can lose a lot of customers. It can impact your business, and it's uh, it blew my mind when I was watching very large transnationals or large companies, Target and Starbucks and different companies, um, and big tech sort of align themselves at Hollywood and all this stuff, align themselves um, into political suicide. Because, I mean, I could see what was going on. And, you know, billions of dollars of loss from Target for doing what they were doing um, politically, how they were aligning. And same with Starbucks. And um, I don't know, I don't want to get into all the company stuff, but I thought, Jesus, I mean, back in the day, in the reality I grew up, if a company did that, if a board of directors did that, maybe there'd be a huge investigation. The shareholders should sue the shit out of them. Right, even personally, for putting a company in jeopardy like that over political perspective, because you owe a duty of care to the shareholders. I don't know how the hell that. I just don't know what reality I'm in when it comes to law and business law and where things are at. I just I have no idea how the hell that could happen. Because I wouldn't want to be a CEO back in the reality I grew up in that decided to come out and go to war politically with half the world, basically or even more than half the world, depending on your perspective at the time. Um, so when Elon Musk stood up, I thought, okay, well, this this is a catalyst. This is interesting. So I wonder who else might stand up, come forward as new things come to light, because I, you know, there's not much point in standing up to say much more than Elon already did, but there's going to be other circumstances where it will make sense. And then could we possibly get somebody who could, see that read the writing on the wall and realize holy shit since the sort of fall of 2016 or since 2016 or even earlier the fall of 2016 was the actual massive change of reality at least from what i saw where everything changed but will these people look at read the writing on the wall and say holy shit you know i'm beginning to see that this is a complete losing battle there's no escape from this that the only the only outcome is the absolute and total destruction of those who operate in high levels of corruption. Um, and the only way to to survive and uh, to actually even potentially come out on top as, as a hero is to realign ourselves with um, the collective good. 
I mean, for me, it seems like it, it seems so clear what's going on, but I've been watching it for a while. It seems clear that every move the corruption makes only serves to expose itself right down to, uh, you know, the Bill Gates doing um, TED Talks about the virus and pandemic and then coming up with solutions and even being, uh, positioning themselves potentially as a hero now, right? But I'm I'm talking for real as far as uh, Bill Gates goes. These people aren't necessarily any smarter than other people, but they certainly do seem to be more corrupt and more sociopathic and they don't have a set of morals that holds them back as much as others. I think uh, I think I find that interesting. I find it interesting, I believe, that the story about Facebook and Bill Gates was stealing the idea from other people. I don't know. I didn't watch the Facebook book story, nor did I get into watching what Bill Gates does. I don't watch biographies or insights on people who are highly corrupt because I already get it. <laughs> I know what they're doing. It's very sociopathic, and it makes me want to throw up. So I don't sit through it. Anyway, so let's see what happens. Will we have some villains turn into heroes in that sense, if you want to look at it from a polarity perspective? Will we have uh, desperate moves, people throwing each other under the bus to survive? We will. Um, what's coming, it's hard to say. But anyway, this recording was just something has changed. I don't seem to be able to influence people's energy. I can sit with them with good intentions to be balanced in case anything's out of balance. But this seems to be a situation where we have chosen with free choice, have locked in. We might not see any changes right on right here, right this second. But it seems we are flowing. The bathtub is filling up with whatever it is that we're allowing to flow in. We seem to have detached from everything. We've come to realize that there doesn't seem to be a sense of home anymore. Certainly, I, I would bet on that because we've shift planets, a lot of us are aware of that, in which case you're energetically detached from everything, which is interesting. It's an interesting uh, or it's an interesting food for thought to think about how when you are removed from your environment physically, that the actual energetic connections aren't there anymore, other than the uh, habit of them. In other words, they, the actual cords of connection, they're not there. Only if you believe they're there. Uh, and it takes time. So we're breaking the habit of feeling like we're in a fight to, I think, fairly quickly realize that we've won the fight and we won it some time ago and that it's just we're just going through the motions of playing it out, the solutions out or the resolution out. So if you're feeling like you're not at home, I believe that's what it is. It's your home is freedom and freedom is heart. And that is your um, inner truth, uh, your authenticity and your... Um, alignment with the collective in harmony. Uh, oneness, if you were to look at entanglement, entanglement would be taking two frequencies and they become the same, in which case they share the same reality, they become one. And, uh, and so we want to bring, right now we have this very wide spectrum of frequency when you have a sort of polarized collective to this extent and you, you just can't hang out together for very long, it has to diverge. And that is similar to the idea of entanglement, is removing, let's say, um, parts removing themselves for being out of harmony. And when that, what's left on both sides is in harmony to its polarity. So the negative will be in harmony with its negative polarity and the positive will be in harmony with its positive polarity. It would still be nice to see a bunch of Bill Gates turn coat and come to the positive side because it would probably help a lot of people see the truth so that they don't have to... Uh, 
carry on in 3D, but it's their free choice. And what I'm saying with the ceiling, what I'm getting is we can't influence people anymore. So the idea of feeling responsible for others or trying to change the world or save the world, it's all done. We're locked in. Okay, let's leave it at that. And where am I at here? Yeah, 28 minutes. And uh, I'll talk to you later.